to this week's Sunday Scaries. I'm Josh. And I'm Emma. And this week we're going to be continuing on from Emma's Friday episode, which was about haunted pubs. So to start off, we have a review for you. It's not a film this week. It is, however, an episode of a TV series, which Emma will now tell you all about. So it's called A Haunting, and this was season three, episode seven, and the director was David Haycox, and it's called A Haunting, The Wheat Chief Horror. So it's about a pub. Um, I'll just give you a quick synopsis. The employees of a pub in North East England battle a cruel spirit who once murdered a little girl and still has a ghost under his evil power. So what did you think? The story, the concept, and what was going on, it was okay. I liked the story. Like, I think the story would have been amazing. Like, not amazing, because it's, it's about a kid getting murdered. But it was just so shit. I fell asleep a couple of minutes, in like, after it. Not after it, but it was just, like you said. I remember you saying, like, they could have done this in ten minutes. Like, they just dragged on and on. And, like, it'd stop and it'd go to, like, a commercial break. And then it would show what had just happened. Like you, like you wouldn't f- remember, and it was oh, the acting was awful. You could tell that it was in America, even though it was meant to be in the northeast England. And the actors, oh, they obviously go to drama school or something, and they think that every English actor, every English person sounds the same. It was awful. It was just awful. Yeah, I think you've covered it mostly there. Um, the accents were just th- th- this northeast England pub. The, well, to start off, the problem was they had cricket noises in the background when they first introduced the pub onto the the drama the dramatization um there generally isn't many crickets in the northeast of england no. so that was a problem moving on to the accents like emma mentioned um it sounded like they all came from fucking mary poppins yeah <laughs> that's what they based their accents on so that wasn't great but but they had the um like the, the real people having interviews yeah. like jordan and they sounded nothing like them you think Oh, we'll listen to the interviews because obviously the interviews probably happen first because then they'll see what happens, you know, to act on. And no, nothing like them. Nothing like them at all. And they kept saying washrooms instead of toilets and it really pissed me off. So I don't think we'll spend too much more time talking about this one. Um, Essentially, it was meant to be based in England, very clearly filmed in America with American accents. The actors, however, did look quite similar to the people who were actually involved which was good. The story itself that they were basing the episode on was interesting and I would like to know a bit more about it if it was true or whether it was just made up. I don't know. Any more thoughts? I can't find the story online. But that means it doesn't exist. <laughs> and also, I'll give, I'll give it the benefit of because it was old but would not recommend 0 out of 5 stars. I go 0.5. 0.5 for a haunting a wheat shaft horror. A wheat sheaf horror. A shit horror. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to us now and hopefully she doesn't like rip into them stories as well. So obviously we are from Liverpool. I think our accents give that away before even we even mention where we're from. So following on from our main episode, we're going to be exploring haunted pubs in Liverpool. Liverpool has a lot of history. Where, wherever you go, when somebody finds out that you're from Liverpool, they're like, ah, Liverpool. Mainly for the Beatles, but God, 
let's move on. <laughs> My sources this week are the good old Liverpool Echo and Liverpool legend Tom Sleeman. I'm sure we've actually got the book Haunted Pub, so I'll dig it out and have a little look. So let's first go to the slaughterhouse. The slaughterhouse is on Fenwick Street and it has a supernatural past. Staff and customers claim that they have seen shadowy figures there over the years. The building dates back to the 17th century and has been a pub since the early 1800s. Paula Harrington, who is the owner of Laughter House Comedy, which puts events on at the pub, said, There have been times where our hairs have been moving because something has been touching it. We've also heard laughing and whistling when when no one was there. The pub's haunted history includes the tale of a young child having been killed in the basement and visitors have reported seeing a shadowy figure staring at people. Back in 2017, TV show Most Haunted paid a visit and and Paula was even told that this figure was a man called Albert. According to the host Yvette Fielding, Albert looked after horses and he may have been pushed down the slaughterhouse stairs. Prior to Most Haunted's visit, Paula had always been sceptical of the supernatural. She said, when Most Haunted were there, I kept thinking something had been set up. I couldn't wait for them to leave the building so I could check the cameras, but there was literally nothing being set up. She added that, I think I sound a bit crazy, but I just think that too many people have had experiences in this pub for there to not be something there. So like I said, there's also been reported reporting of murky figures and the laughter that can be heard is seen to be children's laughter. Others have talked about feeling as if they were never completely alone, even when no one else is there. The landlady said, it's not a spooky place or a scary place, you just don't feel alone when you're there. The slaughterhouse is also called the slaughterhouse because it's located next to Liverpool's once abattoir, which was on Drury Lane, but it has never been one itself. But staff would come from the abattoir and have go to the pub for a drink. Paula told the Echo, the Liverpool Echo, if there's something there, I don't think it's anything negative. No one has ever turned around and said there's anything bad there. And the chef literally talks to the spirits. So what do you think about the slaughterhouse? Have you ever been to the slaughterhouse? I think I have briefly. Um, I can't remember anything off the top of my head about it. I, I, I don't think I've spent enough time in there to be able to make any sort of judgment on it. Um, I know it's in like a sort of back lane, isn't it? Off one of the fanciest streets in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. But that's about it. And it, that street is not particularly scary, so... No, I, I remember we've been, but I don't really remember it. I've walked past it to go to other places, but never really stuck in my mind. Let's go to Peter Cavanas. So this is based in the Georgian Quarter, and Peter Cavanas is one of the city's longest-running and most beloved pubs. This cosy little pub is on Edgerton Street and it dates back to the 1870s. But before the premises became a pub, an infamous seance took place there in 1844. Local author Tom Sleeman claimed in his paranormal book, Haunted Liverpool Pubs, that Peter Cavanagh's is home to a spirit which calls itself Marmaduke. An infamous seance took place there in 1844 in which Marmaduke allegedly came through and since then could not be banished. According to the author, Marmaduke duly came out the woodwork, performing some sort of ventriloquist act in which he would use drinkers and staff as unsuspecting mouthpieces for his shocking language and obscure songs. Recently, a team of ghost hunters captured the moment of a music box moving by itself while they were on a hunt for paranormal activity in this famous pub. They say that the movement of the music box in Peter Cavanagh's was not a slight vibration, but it was a movement of a, of a period of over 20 seconds. The team, which consists of Chris Cummings and Adam Billen, said that there was no way to, that they could manipulate the movement 
and there was no other explanation other than poltergeist activity. The paranormal investigators who document and post their finds to the Haunted Scouse YouTube channel confirmed that no one was in the room at the time of the movement. The team also used their channel to explore other pubs in Liverpool, cemeteries and other parts of Merseyside. So they went to Peter Cavanagh's, which is run by the landlady Peter Smith, uh, Rita Smith, sorry. Rita Smith allowed the pair to film in the building and it's said to be over 170 years old. So Chris left the music box on the table and a camera to set up and record any potential evidence. And then when speaking to the Echo, Chris said, we literally had no idea anything had happened until after. If you look carefully on the footage, you can see a light which is off the illuminator of the camera. You can see it reflecting off the lid of the music box and that's the key to seeing how much it actually does turn to the sides. Crucially, it also slides across by about an inch or two as well. So it was really an intriguing double movement. He said there was no explanation for it. The table is flat and they're all bolted to the floor. So it's not like you could move the table. He said, he also said, we have gone through our gone through in our minds what could possibly have caused the music box to move by itself. We have used the music box in a number of different locations like St. James Cemetery and had nothing. The movement that we actually got in Peter Cavanagh's is not like a little movement. It moves, like I said, um, it moves over the period of about 20 seconds and it moves several times. So, have you ever been to Peter Cavanagh's? No, full well, I haven't. I was just asking for the, the public. I've never been either. We walked past it and said that we wanted to go, though. Why did they bolt the tables to the floor? I don't know if it was because of the ghosts, maybe. Or do you reckon people robbed them? <laughs> Doubt it, that's in one of the posh bits. Maybe it's the type of table, maybe they have to be bolted. I don't know. We'll find out when we go. I've never seen a table that needs to be bolted to a floor. It's Liverpool, though, isn't it? <laughs> Tired of everyone with the same brush. Okay, so the old post office we're going to go to now. Or it's called the post office, but... I think I have been there. We have been there. We've been there with your nan and your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, according to Mr. Sleeman, the pub is renowned for paranormal activity. Legend has it that the nameless terror still lingers in one of the rooms upstairs at the old post office and that it even has power to drive a person insane. In 1902, the post office pub was run by a man called Thomas Henshaw and his wife Annie. When they took over the pub, they allegedly found a tiny room upstairs which was locked up and the keyhole was plugged with putty. The old men who drank in the post office, also known as the postie, warned the couple that they shouldn't ever open that room as it contains a terrifying spirit. But in ignoring the rumour, one of Thomas's old friends, who was staying at the pub one night, unblocked the keyhole and looked in, only to see something which horrified him so deeply that he never spoke sense again and he was committed to a lunatic asylum. What do you think? Well, the public can't go upstairs, so cannot confirm nor deny but it sounds like it's a bit far-fetched he was staying there in his friend's in his friend's pub okay that man stayed there in about 1902 can't be verified he's probably long dead mm, yeah okay i'll let you off i like that one though it's just a, it's the premise of it. it cannot be you can't go there and sort of try and experience it for yourself it's some you've got to take someone else's word for it yeah yeah you're That's not allowed to go upstairs are you um, and then we'll go to one of my favourite pubs now called Ye Hall in Ye Wall. Um, this city centre alehouse could be Liverpool's most haunted pub. It is located on Haxton Hay by Moorfields train station and dates back to 1726, making it, if, making it one of, if not, the Liverpool's oldest pub. 
It stands on an ancient Quaker graveyard with a resident ghost and a series of spooky sightings. The landlord Stephen Hoy gives the following description of the pub and its ghosts on Ye Hole in Ye Walls website. Sitting with a pint of Liverpool's finest, you can't help but feel these walls contain many a story. The cellar, for example, is not downstairs, but on the first floor, as the pub is built on an old Quaker burial site. So like I said, it's built on top of a historic Quaker burial site. And like Stephen has just said, the pub cellar is unusually located upstairs rather than in the basement. Once Stephen's brother even felt himself being pushed over when he was changing the mixers. Traditionally known from not drinking alcohol, the irony of, a bil- of building a pub on top of a Quaker burial site isn't lost on the pub's new owners. The most common ghoulish sighting by staff and customers at Ye Hole in Ye Wall is an eerie figure in a long wax jacket who has often been spotted lingering in the bar. Stephen's wife Haley, who helps out with running the pub, said, The ghost everyone does see is an old sailor who wears a long wax coat. Spooky occurrences at the pub include elastic bands flying across the bar, lights fusing when Stephen was working in the cellar, and a growing orb caught levitating over the bar on CCTV. Apparently, regulars have also spotted a ghost man in a red top and a ghost dog who wanders in and out the pub. Haley said she has previously gone to serve customers who aren't really there, or she's been alerted to someone walking behind the bar by customers, but there has been no one there. Stephen said, In my, in my wallet, I used to carry pictures of my kids slotted into the side, and I used to fold over the money in my wallet, and I still do. One night I was working there and the money and the pictures went missing. I said to three of the girls, I said to the girls who worked here, there's three of us on this bar and money's gone out my wallet. Two years later, in a brand new wallet, the pictures were back in there. Apparently, according to the staff, Hitler also used to drink in this pub when he spent five months in Liverpool. But I've done some digging and found out that this is also quoted to be the post house. So who knows? I guess Hitler does. But when I went there, because I go there quite a lot with my cousin, we asked the bar lady, did Hitler used to drink here? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> How old was the bar lady? She was only young. I'm guessing it was that, ha- that Haley. She had like a, she's got like in the corner a Haley's gin corner. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just going to say yes to be either shut you up or sort of get you more interested in the bar and stay longer. I really like it in there though. Like you have to go, obviously you don't have to, but... You go upstairs to the toilets and like I was saying about the white star line, you do feel like someone's like behind you when you're walking down them. I don't know if the boys' toilets are downstairs actually. I think they are. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, is it the one where they've got plaques on the walls basically warning you not to get too drunk because if you do and you pass out, um, the Navy come and get you and you, you're then subscripted into the Navy involuntarily. I'm sure it's that one. It's down like a little alley. Yeah. Yeah. Off, um, is it Castle Street? Oh no. Hanover Street. <laughs> so, I've got one more pub and I've never been here. It's called the Cambridge. Have you? Don't think so. And it's based on Mulberry Street, which again, I don't know where that is. <laughs> I don't really know the name of any of the streets. You just know, like, oh, it's by the Home yeah. and Bargain. It's, it's by the... Landmark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the name of the So, the Cambridge pub is believed to be the home of two spirits. Again, according to Mr. Tom Sleeman, one of the ghosts was particularly active in the 1970s and was believed to be a ghost of a man-hating woman. She would scratch the cheek. Loki's just behind oh, me no, crying. No. <laughs> um, I caught him, what was it? And was believed to be the ghost of a man-hating woman who would scratch the cheek of men at the pub. In his book, Haunted Liverpool Pubs, Tom said, No one knows her identity, but a medium claimed that the sadistic spook 
is a ghost of a woman who was deserted by her lover at the pub many years ago in 1930s. The other ghost is that of the so-called subterranean Scotsman. He is a kilted ghost who is said to walk through the tunnel that comes near to the pub and he plays bagpipes. But when you hear him approaching, this is the sign that you are going to receive bad news. What do you think? I thought you were carrying on. Um, I can't picture where it is. I imagine it's round by the Georgian Quarter, then, if it's talking about the tunnels. Yeah, I can't picture where it, wa- where it is. I'm, I'm sure we must have walked past it at some point in our life. Are you Googling it? Um, I've got a pub in my mind, but that's more closer to Moorfields, and I don't think it's that one. No, never seen it. <laughs> it's nice, it looks nice. So it's by the Eleanor Rig. I oh know, I thought that said Eleanor Rigby. It's by the Metropolitan Cathedral, kind of, isn't it? Not yeah. too far. We'll have to check it out because we, we said yesterday we're going to go on a little haunted Liverpool pub crawl, aren't we? Yeah, I've got an idea of where it is, but no, I haven't been there before. No, I hadn't even heard of it until I googled haunted pubs in Liverpool. In fairness, it's down one of the side streets, like a bit out of the city centre, so I think you'd be forgiven for passing it. Yeah. So what did you think about the haunted pub? Um, That one, I'm, I'm just scrolling back up your notes because there was something I wanted to touch on. So Ye Hall and Ye Wall, it, you said it was built on a Quaker burial site. I think because they abstain from alcohol, that they have so many ghosts because the spirits are alcohol curious. <laughs> Everyone's alcohol curious, aren't they? So I think that's why they have so many spirits. One, because obviously it's on a graveyard. You can't really... Fucking, you, you can't can, avoid that. Yeah, you, you, you're asking for trouble there. But also because the people that are buried there did not endorse drinking and you put a drinking establishment on top of their resting place and they probably want to go in and, and look at how bad it makes people act. Or maybe they're fucking fuming because you've put a drinking establishment on the safer resting place. Yeah, they probably were for like the first hundred years, but then since then, so they just got on with it. Might as well watch, not on the telly, is there? <laughs> there certainly wasn't, though. <laughs> Quakers didn't have tellies, did they? Obviously, I know in that year, but I mean, like, they wouldn't have tellies now. I don't know. The Quakers still a thing? I think so. Well, like, Mormons don't have, like, electricity, do they? Oh, I'm getting mixed up. I'm not going to mention it because probably saying this. Yeah, I think you're just going down a fucking rabbit hole of <laughs> spouting shit out your mouth here. Um, I know what you mean though, but it's not them. <laughs> Other than that, the Slaughterhouse one, I noticed was very endorsed by a woman who runs events. So, the Laughter House stuff is good. We've been to a few of the shows, but I know it, it just, it, the cynic in me can't help but think why is she getting so involved? I knew you were going to say that, so that's why I, like, not focused heavily on it, but n- put her in and put her job role in. Like, I knew you were going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Touching on the post office again, the one that I didn't quite believe because it can't really be proven. When we've been there, and based on the barometer of my hurrying back from the toilet, and that's that's if a pub's haunted or not, mm. that we mentioned on Friday. Um, yeah, I didn't hurry back from the toilet in there, so I, that, I don't think it is. We'll, what we'll have to do is we'll have to go back and I'll go to the toilet and I'll see if I need to hurry back. See, I don't. I remember it. I remember going, but I don't really remember there being like an atmosphere. And if there was an atmosphere, I would have. I'm not saying I'm a psychic, but I would have felt something. I always get like funny feelings. Um, I never went to the toilet. I hardly go to the toilet in the um, pubs because I don't want to break the seal. <laughs> Spoken like a true alcoholic. <laughs> um, so, I think that's a good place to leave it there. We will have more pub content because we will go to the pub. We will sacrifice ourselves just for the, the sheer entertainment of letting you know if it's haunted or not. Don't worry, we're, we're unselfish like that. 
Um, if you've got any haunted pubs near you where you live or haunted bars, restaurants, let us know. You can email us at acrossthecemetery at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on social media if you want to contact us there. We're on Instagram at acrossthecemetery and Twitter and TikTok at axthecemetery. And if you'd like to leave us a review, that would be very ben- beneficial for the podcast and for us because we'd love to know what you think. Unless you're nasty, then we don't want to know. <laughs> yep. Okay, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye.